This is the Counting on Her podcast, a service of the Arizona chapter of WIFS. Women in Insurance and Financial Services, the only financial services organization with programming for women by women. Welcome to another episode of Counting on Her with WIFS Phoenix, Women in Insurance and Financial Services. Today we have Barbara Micheletti in the studio for our listeners. She is a gerontologist and she is a uh, previous advisor and manager. Currently, uh, she acts as a coach in several areas. And so, Barb, tell us what you do here locally and with some of your best and most favored organizations. Well, hi, Sue. It's just a pleasure to be here. And I, I have to say it's such an honor, especially being a former insurance person myself, having spent 13 years in the industry as an insurance agency owner and a business insurance advisor and a workers' compensation um, underwriter back in the day. So to be here now as a gerontologist consulting, serving financial professionals is just a real joy. So if you don't mind, I'd love to tell you why I do what I do first. Please. I, I always, every time we talk in person and on the phone, this passion comes through and I can hear it on the other end of the microphone. <laughs> Please tell tell our listeners why it is that you do and why you had that transition in life. Thank you so much. I, I love it. You know, it's, it's really, it's a journey, right? Our life is a journey. And I'll start by saying 24 years ago, I became a gerontologist, uh, finished graduate school in gerontology. And in 2006, I entered into the financial or the uh, insurance industry as an independent insurance agent. And while I loved, loved being an insurance agent, and it's probably always going to be in my heart, I loved my clients. But what I witnessed over the years was the devastating impact that aging issues and money had on their business and in their lives. Mm-hmm. And because I was only an insurance agent and not a financial planner, but I was a gerontologist, I could help them with some aging issues, even though I wasn't a practicing gerontologist, but I couldn't help them with any type of financial planning. So I felt like my hands were tied and I was feeling like my hands were tied a lot. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision to enter into the financial services as a financial planner. So in 2020 and in 2021, I went through the training to become a financial planner. But when I entered the industry and I saw my financial planning peers struggling to understand aging issues and money with their aging and older clientele, I felt like, wow, I, I want to make a bigger impact by not just being a single planner. I want to be able to walk alongside and help financial professionals help their clients with their aging issues and money. So it was then that I made the decision based upon my 13 years in the insurance industry, based upon my training as a financial planner, based upon my my training as a gerontologist to walk alongside financial advisors and to help them with their clients' aging issues, inevitable aging issues and money. It's a fantastic story and what um, a very fitting journey based on personal experience, because you know how underserved we are in the female advisory category. We talk about it all the time. Uh, share your thoughts on that. We definitely are. You know, And as we talked about earlier, Sue, uh, according to Cerulean Associates, which is just a major marketing uh, research firm in the financial services industry, there's $84 trillion that's being transferred to the next generations 
over the next 25 years. And almost half of that money or a great a lot of, of that money is going to go to women mm-hmm. who have been historically underserved in the financial services industry. And a number that we were discussing earlier as well, of the financial advisors that are in the United States, only about 14% are women. So we're underserved as advisors, women helping women you know, as clients, and then we're underserved as female clients looking for a comprehensive financial advisor to help us. So those numbers I would love to see change. And those are 84 trillion reasons why those numbers need to be changed. (laughs) So as an industry, having experiences first with clients as a planner and insurance professional, and then transitioning your service to the financial professional themselves, what can we do as planners to draw more attention to these very relevant statistics because there's a lot of common myths out there but this is a true fact and a stat 100% my first recommendation would be become an aging expert you're already a money expert you've got the financial planning software mm-hmm. you know how to do all that take it one step further become that aging expert you know there really are and it's, it's, it's almost a meme, but it's really, it's so true. There really are 10,000 baby boomers who are turning age 65 daily mm-hmm. until the year 2030, and I'm one of them. And then in the year 2030, over 20% of our U.S. population is going to be over the age of 65. Yeah. Your clients need you to understand their aging issues and then the money that comes along with those aging issues. And so if I'm a financial advisor out there looking to gain additional knowledge and create a starting point uh, for this, I won't call it a niche space, but there is a, a definite way to conduct business in this arena. Where do I start? How do I, how do I start educating myself? That's a really good question. I would totally recommend you becoming an aging expert. And like I said, you're already a money expert. I created, as a result of my 13 years in the insurance business and having taken over 50 sales training courses myself, I created from my years in the insurance industry, my background as a gerontologist and also my financial planning education, I created an online training platform Mm -hmm. through my company called Interrupting Aging. I created an online training platform, which is 11 modules called the Aging and Money Blueprint Program. And that program is designed to help financial professionals, like I said, who are already money experts, to become aging experts. So it dives into help them master their understanding of the aging process and then to work with other really quite salient issues such as dementia, fraud, caregiving, uh, those type of issues to really gain a deeper empathy and understanding to learn how to have delicate client conversations, you know, because these are these are really uncomfortable conversations, especially when you get into estate planning and especially when you get into like frailty and old age and you watch your client just physically decline start, decline start yeah. to fall apart which frailty actually is uh, is is a woman's issue as well we we experience that so much more than men because we live longer on average seven to eight years longer well it, it's no surprise that many of these aging issues mortality and, and frailty dementia are, are driving some of the newer legislation around suitability and how to act with elder and elder laws in general 
in our uh, respective space, financial planning. And so let's talk about some of those statistics. You have a relationship with the Gerontology Society of America, right? Arizona has um, some sterling uh, statistics as well. What are we dealing here locally as financial financial advisors? Well, the numbers here are, are actually quite frightening, and, and I don't know uh, how many people know, but in the, our state, and our beautiful state of Arizona, I love our state, we are unfortunately the number one diagnosis for Alzheimer's uh, in according to the Alzheimer's Association, and unfortunately we've been, we've been number one for a little while yeah. because we have our number... We, we have a growing population, and we have a lot of snowbirds that come in mm-hmm. and stay, and they move here, and they stay here. So we have an, a large aging population. So that is a huge issue for us to deal with, and our governor is is now understanding the magnitude of that, of mm-hmm. that which is probably, I would say, our, our number one for our seniors. Yeah. The other, actually, the, the, another really um, horrible one that's come to my attention is fraud. Uh, we are like number seven. Yes, in the in the country, and on, that has to do directly with the amount of um, elders we have in our our Sunshine State here. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So we we talk about um, the the spectrum of aging, the relationship that we have with money as we enter um, years of uh, frailty, and. Um, you know, where our faculties possibly are challenged. As a family looking to engage with um, parents, aunts, uncles, what should we look at from the personal spectrum and putting our, taking our financial advisory hats off, but looking at it from a daughter's perspective, leaning in over the shoulder for her mom and dad? What is, um, what should the community be aware of? You talked about, you talked about, um, you talked about uh, cyber, um, uh, crimes uh, before in the past. Uh, elaborate a little bit on that. Actually, those are that's a really good point, Sue, because what you're tying in is estate planning type of issues and fraud being a part of that. So I'll, I will answer the estate planning piece of it. So if you're an adult child and you've got your parents, if you're lucky enough to still have your parents alive, um, if you have your parents that are alive or if you have your grandparents alive, you want to have those conversations now, mm-hmm. now while everybody's cognitively healthy. What is your plan? Do you want to age in place? Do you want to age in an, a, an independent living or an assisted living? How do you want to age in place? Who are your trusted contacts? Who are all the key players in your in your life? And so as, as the adult child of your, your parents, those are the conversations that you want to have with them. And you want to map it out. You want to create a plan. I call it a baseline, and I actually have that in one of my modules as a map, a, a very detailed map to give to your clients to be able to outline who the key players are, how do you want to age in place at home, where are all your financial documents, where are all your your end-of-life documents, your powers of attorneys, all those important papers. So you as an adult child can have that conversation or start. Okay. Start that conversation. That's a great um, That's a great place to start because um, most often we're wanting to have these conversations bef- behind closed doors. We don't want to have them in the presence of the financial advisor just yet because the family wants to get their ducks in a row. So it sounds like your aging and money blueprint program could be somewhat universal in the sense that you would recommend it 
to the community that's planning for aging parents, and also to the financial advisor that's helping that community with aging parents. Is that right? Exactly. That's it's phenomenal. not just exactly. It's not just for your clients. You can use it for yourself too. I mean, if you have as the financial advisor professional, if you have your parents that are alive, or if you've got adult children, or you've got your grandparents or your great grandparents are alive, just you can use this in your own life as well. It's not just for your clients. And then you also become the aging expert. You become on the cutting edge, you know, and you are on the cutting edge of our aging population. And you are showing and demonstrating that you have the wherewithal, that you have the desire to become that aging expert, to better help and care for, have greater empathy for your aging and older clients, because trust me, they will need you. I work with a broader broker community across the nation, um, Barbara, and I really have not seen um, this blend of expertise and what you're bringing to the table here and having so many perspectives, right? Coming at it from a deeply personal example uh, throughout the course of your life and then transitioning that into the professional world and getting your designations and taking on um, gerontology as a uh, almost as a major in your life, right? But, but being aware of uh, what financial planners are going through. There's been a lot of legislation around long-term care planning. Um, as you may have heard or seen back in November, the state of Washington had mandated uh, specific uh, results from uh, employers on behalf of their employees for uh, long-term care purposes. And so we feel as an industry that a lot of states will follow suit. Uh, Long-term care planning um, is very specific and also a niche, but I see it being tied to the study of gerontology. So I love what you're doing to educate the broader community of financial advisors to be self-aware. Take a look at the practice that they have built and how can they reinvent themselves right? What can they do that's new, that's different, that's in high demand, and that's cutting edge? And I think your program is going to hit on all notes. When will it be available? It's rolling out this month. Okay, great. Excellent. Where will we be able to find it? You can find me and you can find it on my website, which is www.interruptingaging.com. And it is, it is the word interrupting. It's a rude word, but it's a word. And then aging.com. Or you can find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And you do uh, individual consults? Do you, speaking, do you do speaking engagements? I do. I do individual consults, and I'm available for half and full days as well. Um, I do give my personal attention in the program as well. And yes, I do do public speaking. I just returned from a national conference. I gave a presentation on telemarketing fraud and crimes of persuasion against older adults. And afterward, I can't tell you the number of people that came up to me oh, I bet. with their stories. Mm-hmm. I think everyone has a story on I that think note. So too. Right. So we're very much looking forward to the rollout of your aging and money blueprint program. So thank you for describing that. Thank you for putting it together. I can't imagine how many hours of work and cross-referencing across all those categories you had to do because I don't think there's anything quite like this out there. So There's not. It's quite unique. It's yeah. really a blend of all the years, like I said earlier. It's just a blend of everything that I thought would be the most, you know, that would be the most interesting for, because at the end of the day, I mean, you're, you're looking to not only 
I was an insurance agent for years and I grew my book of business as well. And so you want to not only maintain your clients, you want to grow your book of business as well. Mm -hmm. You want to be that expert in the community. And this is what sets you apart. Absolutely. And you want to grow with your clients and age with them to handle the pertinent matters. One hundred percent. Because at the end of the day, I think I think our financial advisors love their clients. Mm-hmm. Just like I, when I was an insurance agent, I loved my clients. I know the financial advisors love their clients and they want to do what's best for them. I agree. I agree. Thank you for all your work, Barbara. We're so happy to have you on and we hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you so much, Sue. It's such a pleasure to be here. The Counting on Her podcast is a service of WIFS Phoenix, attracting, developing, and advancing women in the financial services industry. Visit WIFSnational.com.